Well, praise God. Amen. Let's give Jesus the highest praise. Amen. He's good. He's wonderful. He's beautiful. We worship him. We bless you, Jesus. We say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just want to appreciate you. Thank you, Daddy, for who you are. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you laid down your life just for us. You're not murdered, but you died for us. You gave your life for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you love us and that today you show us your love. Lord, I pray that you use my mouth to speak to everyone in this place. Use my everything to reveal Christ tonight. And Lord, I pray that every eye will see, every ear will hear the, the, the Spirit tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you, my Father, that you give us the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. We pray that the eyes of our understanding to be flooded with light, that we may know what is the hope of the calling and what are the riches of glory of inheritance inside us. Lord, may you grant unto us according to the riches in glory. In Jesus' name, someone give the Lord good praise as we take your seats. Amen. Praise God. You can take your seats. All right, praise God. God is good, amen. Oh, praise God. It's good to be here. All right. Um, today, all of you in this place are going to be imparted, amen? amen. Um, you're going to receive from Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Um, I remember on, on the first day, I ministered on the accurate word of knowledge, how it comes and the importance of it. Because some people, they'll say, why mentioning my name? Is it important? Why mentioning my address? Why mentioning where I stay? Is, is it important? But uh, according to the scriptures, you will see that uh, every word that comes from the mouth of God is everything. Even right now, if God tells you you're wearing red, that's, that's everything. Amen. If he just tells you, like, you're wearing black, if God, if God just says you're wearing black, it's everything. Amen. So, so we need just to value every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. Praise God. That's why he says in the book of, of 1 Corinthians 14, he says, he says, desire to prophesy. And uh, my point is that if you don't desire to prophesy, you are just unscriptural. You are unscriptural because the scripture is telling you to desire to prophesy, desire spiritual gifts. Amen. So if you don't desire spiritual gifts, something is wrong with your cup. Amen. All right. All right. You just, you, you, somewhere, somewhere you just need to go for it. Amen. Praise God. As long as you're a child of God, I tell you, every child of God should be hungry for, for the things of the Spirit. Every child of God, you should be hungry for the things. Of, you shouldn't come to a point where you're satisfied. You should be hungry for the things of the Spirit. You should be hungry for more. Someone say, I'm hungry for more. I know some of you are now thinking that you said if you're hungry, you will, you, will, you will fill you and you will never be hungry again. All right. All right. When he says he will fill you, it's like this. It's like this. that You, you are hungry. He gives you. And you will never hunger for other things. You just keep on hungering for him. The more, is, you know, like with food, it's like this. You get hungry and then it, and then after the hunger, this is what, uh, you get hungry, then you eat. And after you eat, no more hunger. Amen. But with the spiritual things, it's, it's not like that. It's different. 
You, you get hungry, you eat. And after eating, you get more hungry. <laughs> That's why those are not were here yesterday. You, you imparted that you are even more hungry now. Amen. Praise God. Someone say, I am hungry. Say, I am hungry for more of you, Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. I am hungry. Praise God. Oh, we need, we have to take communion. All right. All right. Oh, bless God. All right. So this is the thing. All right. We have the communion. You have the communion there. Uh, All right. All right, everyone just receive your communion. And this is the thing, Jesus died for you, and I encourage you that you take communion even every day if you can. Amen. Just to involve, because what happens with communion, the Bible says you're proclaiming the Lord's death till he comes. Not till you die. Till he comes. He says you're proclaiming the Lord's death. That means the minute I take communion, I'm flashing out everything that can, the, everything that can cause me to die. Sickness, sickness was punished on the cross. By his stripes I was healed. So when I take communion, I'm declaring by his stripes I was healed. When I take communion, poverty was punished on the cross, and then I'm declaring he became poor, that through his poverty I might be rich. Do I have someone who witnesses this? Amen. So he says, take communion. He says, this, he says, this is my body that was broken for you. He did not say this symbolized my body. He did not say this symbolized my body. So as you take communion, you just discern and see the Lord's body right there. See the Lord's blood. Stop seeing the drink. Stop seeing the wine. See the blood. He says, this is my body. He did not say this represent my body. That's why people have not been seeing the results of the communion because, because they, are, they are taking it as, oh, this is the juice we are taking it. This is, this is, uh, this is grapes we are taking it, uh, representing the, the Lord's blood. No, it's not like that. This is the Lord's blood shed for you. This is the Lord's body broken for you. Amen. Praise God. So that's how we should take it. That's why it says design the Lord's body. See, a, see, see the Lord's body. Don't see the natural. Designing means going into the spirit and seeing according to the spirit. Praise God. So when you see this according to the spirit, you see the blood of Jesus Christ. You see the, the blood of Jesus. Amen. And then you, you eat and it says you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. Someone said tonight, by taking communion, I am proclaiming in the spirit realm the victory that came through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. You laid down your life for me. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You may take your the Lord's body and take the Lord's blood. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are free. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, so now, I've been ministering prophetic here, and, and today God said to me, impart the prophetic. But I've been imparting, but just to share, to share with you on imparting the prophetic, imparting the supernatural. 
All right. Paul says in the book of Romans 1, verse 11, he said, I long to be with you so that I may impart the spiritual gifts. What is lacking in you? Amen. So he says that I may impart the spiritual gifts. The point is this one, that if you can see it operating on any person, you can have it. Are you getting this? If you can see it operating on any person, you can have it. If you can see it, you can have it. Tell your neighbor, say, if you can see it, you can have it. So, so, so that, that, that's why Paul says, I'm longing to be with you so that I may impart the spiritual gifts. All right, now look at this. I used to say, why, why, I used to think this way, why will God, why will Paul long to impart the spiritual gifts? Why, why didn't God just give those people their own thing? But Paul, he goes there to impart what he has. But God could give, could give to those people. Amen. But Paul says, I'm longing to give it to you. But God can give you. You get what I'm saying? He can give directly to you. But the Paul here student said, I'm longing to be with you that I may impart spiritual gifts. That means, that means if God do it with, a, with a one person, he can take what is in that person and give it to others. Are you getting what I'm saying? He doesn't need to manufacture another thing and give it to you alone. Amen. All right, so this is the thing. Just go with me in the book of Romans 1. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 1. Verse 11. Now look at this. It says, For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts, to the end you may be established. So Paul says, I long to be with you so that I can impart some spiritual gifts. So spiritual gifts can be imparted, can move from one person to another person. It did not end in the Old Testament when God said to Moses, um, bring 70 men, according to Numbers, Numbers 11. He said, bring 70 men, then I will take the spirit, your spirit and give it to those men. It did not end there. But here Paul goes on and saying, I long to be with you so that I may impart some spiritual gifts. Amen. That means the spiritual gifts can be imparted. As long as it's a gift from the spirit, it can be imparted. If you see a person saying, this is for me alone, I, you cannot do it. Like I, I watched this guy, I watched this, tele, um, this Christian television, and then this guy was, he was prophesying and prophesying, and then he said, to, he said to everyone, don't try this at home. I'm like, why? That me, you see, you see every, this, is a, this is a thing, pride always tells you you're the only one who can do it. But if we understand that these are spiritual gifts, that means they can be imparted. They can be imparted. As long as the spiritual gifts can be imparted. That's why there is no need to be jealous of any person. If they are walking in something of the spirit, you can have it. 
The problem is that you don't want to have it. But if you want it, you can have it. Amen. Someone say, I can have it. I saw someone operating in the prophetic years back, and I got it. And now I'm going around all the traveling nations and blessing people with the prophetic. Amen. So that's the thing that, that I received it from someone. But I received from Jesus. I received from Jesus, but I know how Jesus operates. He usually uses people. He doesn't operate using in the air. He uses people. You know, some people that are sitting there say, oh, no, I don't want anyone to lay hands on me. I just want Jesus himself. I'll get away. <laughs> it doesn't operate like that. The kingdom doesn't operate like that, church. You know how the kingdom operates? Now, look, let me tell you. Paul, when he was still Saul, he met Jesus face to face. And when he met Jesus, Jesus, Jesus appeared to him and he said, why persecute me and everything in the, and then the Paul's eyes were blinded, you remember? And the next thing Jesus told him, he said, go and meet a man. He told him to go and meet a man, but Jesus could have done everything with Paul. But he told him to go and meet a man because the right has given everything to those men. So you always operate using a man, you use someone. That's why some of the people can, um, you can say, oh, you can say, oh, this is just a meeting. But let me tell you something. God wants to do something here in writing. That's why I just came in those three days. I know, I know God is doing something always here. I know God is doing something always. That's why, but you sent me here just to do something in those three days. And, those, and that impart, this impartation will last forever. But I know God is always operating in writing. Amen. But God always uses a man to bring something. But the problem is that we get so blinded in seeing a man. We want the angels to appear. But God always uses a man. Someone said God always uses a man. So if you see someone operating in the spiritual gift, you know what? You can grab it from that person. But you're grabbing it from Jesus. Stop trying to create your own thing. Already there are some people who already have it. I get it. So, it's like right now. It's like right now, let's say, let's say um, something is happening with my hand this side. And then this one cries. And then says, oh no, let me create my own thing. No, the, the thing is, the blood is going to flow and it's going like, to reach this side. You're getting the thing. Because we are one body. Stop trying to create your own thing. One guy found him when he was carrying this book on how to get the, the anointing and stuff like that. And then, and then I'm like, oh, I want, because I love the anointing. I love the things of the Spirit. I love everything that God has. I want it. Then I, then I opened the book. I, started, uh, I checked on the book what, 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 is, what, what it was all about. And the next thing, it was all the mechanical stuff. Like, uh, this is what I did. The second thing, this is what I did. And this is what I did. And the guy was explaining everything that he did. I'm like, I asked this man, I was like, I said, is the author of the book still alive? He said, yes, he's alive. I said, then you don't need to, to go over everything you did. You just need to be there and he lays hands on you and you get it. You can't, you can't start to manufacture something that is already manufactured. 
that is already there. The prophetic is already out there. Some people are prophesying names. Get it to where they are and pick it and, and pick the mantle and, and, you, and you carry it for Reading. Amen. Carry it for your city. Amen. Amen. Stop trying to manufacture something that is already given. Imagine, imagine someone saying, oh, you, you, you spend your time doing everything trying to invent a car. The cars are already out there. You can't invent another car now. Again, you want just get it, just go and buy a new car and drive and move. Someone has already made it. Mercedes Benz has already made something. Just buy one and drive. Again, what I'm saying. So that's the thing. Stop, stop trying to invent your own thing that is already there. Some people are already operating in the things that you're trying to invent. Amen, praise God. I have traveled distance just to get what God has done with other people. And for me to try to sit there and try to, to, to invent my own thing and spend time inventing my own thing, when the thing is already out there. Amen. So that's what Paul says. He said, I'm coming there. I'm longing to be with you. I'm longing to see you so that I, I may impart some spiritual gifts. Why? Because they're already out. He already operates in them. He already operates in those spiritual gifts. That's why he wanted to impart them. Then for them to start inventing those spiritual gifts. Amen. Are you getting me, church? So if you see something with someone, just get from that person. That's, that's so easy. The problem is that the church has walked with this judging spirit. You, we, our minds are always up than our spirits. So it's like everything is judging. Uh, it may be a satanist. It may be this person is, uh, is used by the devil. And people always think about the devil instead of thinking about God. The devil is defeated. He can't do anything in your life. It's just a junk. It's just a defeated thing. If right now we, if right now Delve is brought into the physical and you see him, you, you, no one will run away. All of you walk in front and say, "You, it's you who troubling my life. Get away, man!" <laughs> because it's nothing defeated. Doesn't have power. Is useless. That's why even when Jesus was speaking about the authority, he said you cannot serve God and money. He did not say you cannot serve God and the devil because the devil is nothing. He can't even be in the class of God. <laughs> you didn't hear me. All right. <laughs> that's why he says, says the love of man is the root of all evil. He did not say the demons are the root of all evil because they're defeated on the cross. Completely defeated. He was disarmed. He was brought to nothing. But every time people, when they're praying, devil, 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 like I went, I went to this one meeting, one meeting, and it was all about the devil, the demons, the devil, the demons. I'm like, why are you speaking about the devil like this? It's nothing. The first guy who came to pray is like, devil in the name of Jesus. This and, I'm like, don't pray to the devil, man. You're wasting your words. It's not, it doesn't even have ears. It's just a useless thing. Just call, just call upon Jesus. I know some people now, they're like, they're like, oh. (laughs) 
One lady, she was praying and said, devil, bring my husband back. Devil, bring my husband back. I'm like, devil, never bring your husband back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm going to restore what the enemy stole because the enemy can't restore anything. So stop praying to the devil. Say, bring that thing that you stole. No, just say, Lord, to restore what the devil took. <laughs> you said, I will restore the years that you lost. I will really restore what I did not steal. But it's fun. People directing their prayers to the devil. The devil is nothing, church. So, so there are some people that go to the meeting and they, oh, the whole thing they're thinking is the devil. It's the devil. Oh, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. The devil. If something happens with the microphone or the sound, like, oh, look at the devil. What, he, what he's doing in church. How can the devil come where there is light? Church, we are the light of the city. We are the city that is set on a hill. Am I right? Oh, we have to stay the scripture again. I thought we are the light of the city. I'm not saying we shouldn't cast out the devils. If there are devils, we just say, get away when I don't waste our time. Amen. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember once I once was in this meeting and there was this, this person who was demon possessed. Demon possessed. Possessed. Not demon possessed. Full full time demon possessed. Not small, small. So, so this is what happened. During the service, she just, this lady went out with, with noise. <laughs> and then they took, they took her, they put her in this other room. They tried to cast out, cast in, cast out, cast in, cast out. <laughs> and there was a lot of noise coming from the room. Cast out, cast in. Everyone was like, out, out, out. And there was this lot of noise. I'm like, what is this? Is there another service now during the service? During the Holy Ghost service, look like everyone in there is like, devil, 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 you demon. And then that person was answering, back, I am the demon of whatever. I am the demon of whatever. Then I was like, God, just give, just, just give me time. And I went in the room, into the room. So I like found this person like, ah, I'm the demon of whatever. I will not let her go. She's mine. I said, eh, eh, eh. Wait. Get away. Go on. And that guy said, hey, you did not say in the name of Jesus. I said, hey, I'm operating in the name, in Jesus' authority. I'm operating in the authority of Christ. It's not about the words we say. It's about the authority we are sent to. The authority... The authority we are under. Amen. Praise God. It's like right now, let's say I write to you a letter and say, just go and give that person and say, and let's say I'm, I'm owning a house here and reading, and then you, you, are, you are watching over that house. And you can't get in that house. Let's say I write to you a letter and say, just tell those people to, to move out of the house. You can't get there and say, in the name of, of, of William, move. In the name of the William, move. You know, you just say, um, move away. Because already you're given authority. But you're using, the, you're under my authority. Amen. Oh, it went quiet, it went quiet. But it's fine. The, the point is that the demon went. And that person was friend. The next thing I put in the service, I said, so quick like this. I'm like, why wasting time? Demons are nothing. Amen. All right. <laughs> 
All right, all right. Now let's wait, 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 wait. We're in imparting, you know. So many people they always think of this thing that uh, when it comes to impartation, um, be careful because you might receive the devil. Can I tell you something? How I receive um, the the Holy Spirit and. And I started laughing in the spirit. I started laughing in church. I was laughing, crying, weeping. They carried me home after the service. This is how it happened. I, because I was not Holy Spirit filled, so I would come late to church. I, would, <laughs> I wasn't even passionate, you know. But I, I wanted to be. Re- I wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. So it was those years, those time of, um, those time of. Uh, of Kennedy Hacking, people laughing in church and all the stuff. Amen. We need to revive our church. You look so serious. <laughs> I can tell that now we need revival. <laughs> Look at these faces. <laughs> we need revival. So, so, so it was all time when people were just laughing in church and all the things, crying, weeping, and all that. I like, I want this thing, I want this thing. And every time I watch these videos, and you know, I just cry and weep and just, Lord, I want to, I want, I want to receive, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. And then one day I came late to church, you know. I came late to church. And this church, the church that we're in, it was like a 2,000-seater. A, a 2,000, so there were lots of people inside the building. So I came late, so I sat on the, uh, they gave me a seat on the parkour. Then I sat there, and the next thing, the next thing, I found people laughing, crying, laughing and everything. And then I just, I just started laughing in the spirit. I was laughing the whole service. I could not hold myself. I was laughing, crying, weeping on the ground. And I could not even see anyone because I was lost in the glory. And the next thing, they carried me home, two days laughing, crying. Two days. And then, and then after, that, after that, this guy come, he came to visit me. And then he's like, hey, you're in the spirit, man. But he said, he said to me, do you know how the whole thing started? I'm like, how did it start? He said, people are not laughing under the spirit. I said, what? He said, because there's a guy who came on stage and his zip was open. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh God. But they received the Holy Spirit because my eyes are on Jesus. A Christian, let me tell you something. A Christian cannot be deceived. As long as you have the Spirit, you cannot be deceived. As long as your eyes are on Jesus, you're hungry for Jesus, you cannot receive from the devil. You cannot receive from the devil. You can't can't be hungry for Jesus and you receive from the devil. (laughs) Amen. So Jesus, he knows his and he protects his. Amen. I get what I'm saying. So, so, so someone say, I, I will be imparted today. I will receive in Jesus' name. All right. So Paul said, I long to be with you so that I may impart spiritual gifts. So that I may impart spiritual gifts. So some of you, you saw how, the, how, how it happened in this place. Names being called, everything. Details being called. And that can be imparted as long as it's a spiritual gift. I have seen people stepping out and prophesying. 
I sat in this service uh, last month, last month, and then I watched this guy just prophesy. And this guy, the first time when I met him, he could not prophesy. I was crying in that service, but it was in our church, in our church. So I was crying, crying, weeping. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Crying because the guy was calling out names and phone numbers. And, and I, to, just to see Jesus operating blessed me. And then, and then God said to me, if it is spiritual, it can be imparted. This is the last month. This is something that happened last month. I watched this guy, but the thing is, the guy got imparted from me. He got imparted from me, from Jesus, of course. But he used me as a vessel. I get what I'm saying. So now to watch him operating, he blessed me. He was calling out names, like, yeah, your name is George, 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 George. And this guy, he came as a guest speaker in our church. And he blessed me to watch him operating in the supernatural. So I knew it that it can be imparted. That's why every year I always hold prophetic schools. And people, people challenge me. I've, I had some religious people sending me messages. How, how, how do you raise people to prophesy? I thought it's a gift. I said, if it's a gift, then it can be imparted. Because Paul says, I long to be with you so that I can impart spiritual gifts. Amen. Amen. All right. So, so, so I'm just going to show you different ways where this thing can be imparted. Amen? Can be imparted. All right. So I'm just going to put them in numbers. Like number one, um, this is the thing. This is the thing. Laying on of hands, it imparts spiritual gifts. Just to lay hands on you, it can impart, it imparts spiritual gifts. I get what I'm saying? So laying on of hands imparts spiritual gifts. That's why if you read first Timothy 4 verses 14, he says, he says, uh, neglect not the gift of God that is in you, that was given through prophecy and laying on of hands of Presbyterian. Amen. Of the eldership. So the laying on of hands, it imparts spiritual gifts. So when I lay hands on people, I'm imparting. That's why I love laying on of hands, because I want people to operate in this thing. Praise God. In 2004, we had a man who came to our church, the church that I was in, 2003, 2004, I don't remember, 2003. This man was called, is called David Hogan from Mexico. And they started sharing about he has raised people from the dead, and I'm like, oh God, I want this thing. The next thing, he called me from the crowd, in the crowd and said, hey, that guy wearing such and such, and then I'm like, oh, that's me. Then I walked in front, like, oh, God. I was like a humble man, you know. And then he's like, hey, God is going to use you as a, as a prophet to nations. You're going to raise many prophets that will prophesy. And then, he, and then after that, he laid hands on me. But he did not prophesy. I, did not, I didn't see him prophesying like details in that service for real. But he, when he laid hands on me, I said the prophetic thing, I don't want it, Lord. This is what I said. Because I did not want, I, it was, uh, it was uh, the time where the prophetic thing was scary in the church. Like with us that side. It was a scary thing in the church. So I said, I don't want the prophetic thing, but I'm going to receive the raising of the dead. <laughs> that was 2003, 2004 there. And then 
2006, my nephew died two days after raised from, I raised him from the dead. And what I had just I, we, had, uh, we had a revival in this other, in this other place. This lady, when she heard that we have raised two people from the dead, in that time, she came with a, with a son that was, that was dead, completely dead. And the paramedic checked the son and said, this, this, this child is dead. And the next thing, I put my hand on that child. And I said, you wanna come back to life. Wena means you. I said, you come back to life. Don't waste my time. I want to preach. The next thing, the child came back to life. <laughs> Praise God. He came back to life. And even today, he's still, he's still living, moving in him. Amen. So, so I just received by the laying on of hands. Amen. Praise God. And to today, we have seen six people be raised from the dead. One day, one day with the, with the pastor that he, that he used to help in the ministry and stuff like that, that was helping in our ministry, they, they, this lady came running and said, hey, my brother drank poison and he's dead. I said, and I said, when, when did it happen? And said, five, five hours back. And they said, she said to me, we've been trusting God. That's why we did, not, we did not call those guys to come and pick him. I said, then if you're trusting God, let's go and see him. The next thing we got into the house, into the house, I was carrying my Bible. I was waiting to read the scriptures. And God said, no, I did not say read the scriptures to the dead person. I said, raise him. <laughs> you know how sometimes we want to do it? We want to read the scriptures to the sick person. The person is feeling pain. Oh, let's read more. Oh, oh. No, lay hands on the sick. <laughs> lay hands on the sick. And, and you know what? And the next thing I like, God said, hey, just close your Bible. Stop that. They raise this guy. Then I started praying for the guy. He said, no, I didn't say pray for the dead. I said, raise them. Then I said, then I like, open the, I said to the lady, open the blanket. The lady opened the blanket. I picked the guy like this. I said, hey, wake up. Wake up. The next thing go. <laughs> and then there was this, there was this old woman sitting there just guiding the corpse. And like, Hey, he wasn't dead. He was, he was, he was fainting. I like five hours fainting. He <laughs> <laughs> said, it's impossible that the person who's dead can come back to life. She said that. I said, that's why you said we will do the impossible. But I've been, I, I, because of this, uh, the raising the dead and the whatever, um, I've, I've, Prayed for the dead people that did not come back to life. I will tell you of this one. Oh my God. This guy was so excited. This pastor said, Oh, thank that you just came in town. My, I lost, just lost my brother in law in the heavens. I'm like, Oh God. Let's go, brother, and raise him. The next thing we found, all the pastors ready to preach. I said, Did the Bible say, Bury the dead? We say, Raise the dead. So now the pastors are like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't speak. Don't say anything. I'm like, I said, pastors, let's just get in and raise this guy. And then the pastor like, no, no, let's pray for the people. I said, no, there's a dead person here. Let's raise him. Better we show our faith. It's better than to sit there and watch the whole thing. And then, and then finally the pastors, they, they were about six pastors. So they came with me in the room where the dead person was. And then, and then we're like, 
Then I was like, they were like, hey, open this guy. Move, remove the, the, that cover thing. So they moved the cover. And then I was like, all the pastors went like this. No, don't move. Don't, don't, don't uncover him. Leave him covered like this. And then we pray. I said, we are raising him. We are not praying. So there was this old, old woman. This is how African they do it. When someone dies, there's always an old woman around the, the dead person. <laughs> so there was this old woman. She could not move. She was moving using a stick. Like. And I hold the guy like this. And all the pastors, when they saw me holding the dead person, all of them moved out of there. They, they, they just started moving. They just, they just, they just left me. They closed the door. They left me with the old woman <laughs> and the dead person. So now I'm like, hey, old woman, help me. Like, and then 30 minutes after that, we came out of the room. We came out of the room without the dead person. So everyone was expecting to see the dead person walking. With all this crowd who are looking at me, I felt so, oh, Lord, what was I doing? And I just walked out of the room. And everyone like, hey, wait, what's happening? And then this other lady started crying. I said, look, look at the grandma. She's now walking. When she went in, she could not walk. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so while I was praying for the dead person, the anointing was hitting the old woman, and she started walking. <laughs> All right, forget so, so it can be imparted. Someone tell never say it can be imparted. Say so I, I can receive it and have it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. So, so all right. Through the laying on of hands, you can receive it. Through the laying on of hands, you can receive. How are you? What's your name? You'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. So, <laughs> through the laying on of hands, you can, you can receive. Someone say, I can receive. So, so when the, when, every time when you see an, a person operating in the things of the Spirit, or, or, or just that person being used by God. You know what you do? Just stay and, and, that person get, and that person lay hands on you. That's how it operates, church. Amen. With the laying on of hands, you receive. All right. Another way of receiving is with fellowship. The company of the people you walk with. It's very important. It, 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 I was once in this... I, I, I sit with this other guy, and the guy was so a critic, criticizing everything. And then, and I'm like, Lord, why is this guy criticizing everything? He was criticizing everyone who's doing something for the kingdom. And I'm like, God, why is this guy criticizing everyone? And I'm like, I started checking in the spirit, what's happening with the guy. Then I was like, and then I said to him, is your mother a Christian? Said, yes, but she's no longer going to church. I said, why? He said, you know, she found a problem with the pastor. I'm like, oh, that's where you get it. That's where you got the whole thing. 
the because of the company hanging around, and it's just all this guy is always with his mother, and the mother is always criticizing, and then the whole critical thing comes on him. So even the spiritual side, the the the, the good part of the spiritual side is this. If you walk with someone who is prophesying, who is healing the sick, you also get it. You can rub shoulders with people that are walking in it, and then you get it. Are you getting it? So just by rubbing shoulders, you get it. <laughs> fellowship. Fellowship. Someone say fellowship. fellowship. So through fellowship, you receive. You receive. You receive impartation. Are you getting it? So, so the people you fellowship with, they impart in your life. Are you getting this? So the people you fellowship with, they impart in your life. That's why, that's why I look at this. In the book of Samuel, 2 Samuel 10, verse 6, he says, verse 5, he says, you shall meet the company of prophets, and as you are among them, you shall receive the Spirit. Then you will also prophesy. Because you're in the company of prophets, then you prophesy. Amen. So that's it, church. That he, through fellowship, you receive. Someone say fellowship. There is power in fellowship. I have seen that people that walk, that walk with us, all of them, they prophesy. They prophesy. They prophesy. That if you walk with someone who's doing something in the kingdom, you also step into that thing. Amen. Praise God. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you, need to, you need to follow people. You get what I'm saying? I'm simply saying fellowship. Just fellowship, it imparts. Amen. Someone say fellowship. fellowship. All right. And another, another way, number three, another way is if you see it, you can have it. Just by seeing, you get it. You get impartation. Just by seeing, you get impartation. All right. Um, in, Matthew, in Matthew 11, verses, verses 5, Jesus said, they came to Jesus and they said to Jesus, um, John is now doubting you. Something like that. Remember when John said, can you go and ask him, is he the one or should we wait for another? Amen. And then, and then they went to Jesus. They told him, are you the one or should, he, should John wait for another? And Jesus did not answer by defending himself. He did not defend himself. He just called out a blind guy, opened his eyes. He called out a lame person, made him walk. He called out a, a guy with leprosy, healed him. He just healed the people. And then he said, go and show John. Go and show John what you saw. Go and show him. So that means if you can see it, you can, you can also do it. That time there were no cameras. There were no these DXLR or these iPhones. These smartphones were not even there. There was not even a phone. But he said, go and show John. That means if you can see it, you can do it. Someone say, if I can see it, I can do it. That's so why when someone is operating in the spirit, you need to open your eyes. Just to see, because through, through, through seeing, you can be imparted. Impartation can come through just seeing. Amen. So that's how impartation comes, church. It comes through those things. Amen. All right, all right. This, this other point, it also comes through, through partnering. Amen. Through giving. It just went quiet. 
What's happening? Through giving, it says, if you receive a prophet in the name of the prophet, you also receive his reward. Amen. Praise God. So through giving, you receive it. In my life, I have seen it that uh, I've seen this, that, uh, that uh, I've received more through just giving. It's not buying. It's, part, it's, uh, it's uh, partaking on the grace. I get in this. It's just work of faith. You can't buy the anointing of God. It's impossible to buy the anointing. He says in the book of Matthew 10, verse 44, he says, He that receives a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. All right. So in, I remember in 2007, 2004, 2003, I received a word that I'm going to be a prophet to nations, but I could not even see anything. I could not even prophesy after that, after the prophetic word came. I could not even prophesy. I could not even pick anything. But um, years after that, there came this guy from New Zealand. And when that guy came from New Zealand, this guy, he wasn't even prophesying. He wasn't even prophesying details like we do now and all those things. But the guy could pick sicknesses. Like you t- I remember he told this lady, and said, I see you have pains here and this and this. And then I cried. I said, I said in that service, I said, Lord, I want what this man has. In that time, I was not a pastor. I was not a pastor. I was just, I was just thinking business and all this thing. I, I wasn't even thinking that I was going to be a pastor. Amen. That's not far from now. That's 2007. That's 2007. So I was, I was just thinking business. I was thinking all the stuff that, uh, yeah. So the next thing, I got in my office the next day, and then I said, Lord, I want what that guy has. And my Bible, because the hunger that I had for Jesus, my Bible started opening on itself. I saw the the, the window was closed. There was no, no fan, nothing. But the Bible started opening. And I'm like, oh, that thing that she... The goosebumps and everything. I'm like, Lord, what's happening? Who's here? And I noticed that Jesus was in the room and they wanted to give me this prophetic thing. And the next thing, my Bible opened straight to Matthew 10. And then, and then the next scripture, the top scripture that was on the corner, it was Matthew 10. You know what it said? It said, he that to receive a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. You know what? I'm like, how, how do I receive him? Should I go and hug him? How should I do it, Lord? And the next thing, I switch on the television just to watch, to watch this preacher. Um, like, it was just his time. And then, and then he was preaching the same scripture. He said, he, the first words that when I switch on the television, he said, he that to receive a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. I'm like, oh God, the scripture is here, and I have it here, and I have it also on television. What's happening? And I knew that that was a voice from God. God was telling me something. Then the guy went on, and then he said, if you give a cup of cold water, you will not lose your reward. I said, Lord, I'm going to give a cup of cold water. So I know some of you now, you're thinking of the bottles and 
<laughs> they're just giving the book. No, you know what? In the days, in the, the, um, the biblical days, when the, when the arm will go for the war, when they come back, they'll prepare them a cup of cold water. A cup of cold water, it was that, it means that which refreshes them. That which refreshes them. So, so, so this preacher is preaching, and then he says, that which will refresh him. And I'm like, oh God, I take this word. Then the next thing, I'm just sharing my testimony. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm sharing my testimony. I just wanted to hear something there, how I received it. The next thing, I walked in that service. I just, I just went straight to the service. I prepared, I prepared my, 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 my cup of cold water. I said, Lord, this is my cup of cold water. I'm going to give him and it's going to refresh him. And the next thing I put, I, I, when I got there, these guys were, were, were now packing their things ready to go. And I said, hey, can I, can I come in? Can I? They're like, no, we are done. We are done. We are no longer praying for people. We are done. I'm like, no, I don't want the prayer. I want to give. Oh, they opened the doors. They opened the doors, then that scripture became so true to me that says your gift will make a room for you. So they opened the doors, like, oh, thank you that you just opened the door. And like I said, I said to them, I don't want the prayer, I just want to give. And then this lady, this lady just passed out and like, hey, you know what? Ever since we came here in Zimbabwe, no man has ever given us anything. We always come at our own expense. This is a first miracle for us. And then, and then you know what? They called the, the preacher man, and the preacher man, he just came and like, they told him the whole thing, and he just laid hands on me. He laid hands on me, and he said, what I have, receive it. And then he said to me, you will not lose your reward. Imagine from that experience that I had that day, now I'm affecting the nations of the world. We are on TV affecting the nations of the world. We are on YouTube affecting the nations. I travel almost every week. I've preached to 50,000 people. I preach on stadiums, calling out names. I remember we had a crusade in one stadium in South Africa, and I called out almost everyone's name. Just from receiving. Just from receiving. Now you sitting here, you came, some of you, your, your programs just, just were disturbed today. You came here just to receive because this guy you received. You know what? Church, you can receive. It's so simple to receive. It's not a hard thing to receive. Amen. So through those things, you can receive. Yes, you can eat some because this is not like, a, it's not like loaves. I was just sharing with you the tips of receiving. Amen. It's not like loaves. You can also get more and receive the anointing. The thing is, my point is receive it. Someone say, I receive the grace. I, tell, I received it that day, and now it's affecting nations. It's touching nations just from receiving, just from receiving. And today I received, I received an awesome phone call from Minnesota. I preached in Minnesota, 
Is it Minnesota? Do you call it Minnesota? All right. All right. So in Minnesota, I received an awesome phone call because I preached there in Minnesota nine days preaching in different places. And I prophesied to this pastor, I said, stop getting worried about the building. Someone is going to give you the building. And this person was not in the service. Today, the person gave him the, the building. So the pastor phones me. He phones me in the, um, in the evening, just, just before I, I, came, I came for the service, just a few, few hours back. And he said to me, hey, you can't believe this. He's crying over the phone. He said, you prophesied about the building, and this thing just happened so quickly. I said, that's a word from the Lord, man. It's just a word from the Lord. You see, this guy, he just walked in and he said, God told him to bless me with the building. The guy wasn't, he wasn't in the service that day. That's the word of the Lord. Now imagine from receiving that day, I go around now prophesying. Someone is receiving a building. Many people have received miracles. Many people. I've seen people that have received miracles because I receive and I'm giving to them. So the point is you also receive and become a blessing. There are some people that are waiting and say, oh, but I'm not, maybe I'm not called in the prophetic. I also thought that way. But when I saw someone operating in the prophetic, I stepped in. I stepped in. I did not sit there and like, oh, I don't need this thing. No, I stepped in and I took it. And now he's blessing the nations. Someone just give Jesus good praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. So that's how, that's how this thing operates. Amen. That's how this thing operates. So you need to step in. Tell never say you need to step in. It is freely given. It's, look at this. When you give, you're not buying the anointing. You're not buying the anointing. You are partaking of the anointing. Paul, he says in the book of Philippians 1, verses 17, verses 7, he's saying if you give, he says by your giving, you are, you are partaking of the grace of God that is in me. By giving, you're partaking of the grace of God that is in me. That's what Paul said. So, so you need to step in. Turn over say you need to step in. Say you need to step in. It is freely given. In Jesus' name. Say it is freely given. You need to step in. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord good praise. Amen. Give him praise. 